So to start and to begin with, so the message today is joy to the world. Can you turn to your neighbor and say joy to the world? To the person on your left, if you say joy to the world. And then if you want to tell someone else joy to your world, joy to your world. Amen. So essentially, during the week, I was um, waiting, waiting on God, but it's been a frustrating one because usually you have a Bible verse, you know, it can sort of bring something out of that one. But this one here, it's been a, it's been a stop and a start one. And it's only on Friday while I was at work that I really, I just thought, you know what, although they pay me for this work, let me really, if I don't have a message and I come to stand here, we're going to be in trouble. So I did God's work during man's work at this time, but it's all right. Pay my taxes and whatnot, they deduct. Even, um, you know, I didn't realize that they don't consult you when they want to deduct pensions. So I'm looking on this, I'm like, ah, the money doesn't add up in this way. Well, you look and pension, 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 7.1%, 7.1%, this, that, and I realized that, you know what? In this age between 23 to 30, I can do without. Give me what you're taking. When we get 35 plus, then, you know, we'll start investing for the future and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I realized one thing God was trying to say is Christmas, irrespective of what, how commercialized it is, isn't the same for everyone else. I hope you guys know. Because there are a group of people whereby when it comes to Christmas time, automatically they minus themselves because my Christmas doesn't look like what they print out or they post out or the adverts that they're given. Christmas time is famous for its adverts. And what will it be? A great family. You have a nice Christmas tree. It's six foot plus. Then the, uh, the father is balancing the daughter on the shoulder. They're putting the angel at the top. Then before you know it, whoosh, lights. Then the outside of the house, you lights. For some people, it's not the same like that. Because when they look around and they realize that Christmas time is supposed to be something a family does together, I can't participate because my family isn't what it says. When we look time now, when it's time on Christmas Day, we're supposed to sit together on a table. Mine is not set that same way. For some people, Christmas is just another day. And we've conditioned ourselves sometimes to accept that and go through the motion. And I can say that because I'm one of them. I grew up in Ghana until the age of eight. And where we were, if you read books back then, Father Christmas, as we called him then, came through a chimney. In GH, we ain't got that. Father Christmas doesn't come to where we were, so on Christmas Day, what do you do? Jollof here, you catch your chicken, you do your thing, you box it and you eat. All we do is what we eat. So that's Christmas Day to us. As you begin to grow up, you realize that to me, it's just another day now. And I'm going to school and I'm realizing that when you have Christmas, when you come back in January, there's one thing that's going to happen is they're going to ask you, bro, what did you get for Christmas? And everyone is listing down, I got PS1 with Sega Superstar and this, my crep, I got the Total 93 that just came out. I got the Wayne Rooney shirt that's sponsored by Nike now. I'm still on the Umbro one. How do I tell? <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? And how do I then tell people that? So, Justin, what do you get? I get what? Rice. What I get every year. If my parents want to wrap something, 
Three flavors. Link's Africa. Link's Sensation. Link's the other one. If I'm feeling special, shower gel. How do I show that to you? Do you get what I'm saying? So right then you realize that what I have, it's like if it doesn't have substance, Christmas cannot be some about something that's small, insignificant, something that doesn't have a name because that's harder to sell. So then as we grow up, we become conditioned and we realize that if I don't have these things, Christmas is just another day. So you'll be surprised as much as we're engaged here, as much as we all sang these carols, as much as this place looks beautiful for some people, this is the Christmas that we get to experience. Because once we come back into our homes, some of us go to places that are decorated. Some of us is just, yo, 25th we'll go, it's past, it's done. We move. We don't even watch Home Alone anymore because why? We've seen it. Part one, two, three, what they do? They leave them home. We've done it. They leave them home alone. Something happens. Irresponsible parents, really and truly, call NSPCC or whatever. But this is where it ends right here. Because at home, I'm not going to have these green and red and these lights and things like that. So I don't participate in Christmas. But it's sad because I'm a Christian. I don't find the joy that we're singing about in Christmas Day. Because Christmas Day is supposed to be something extra. But you realize that I love this Bible and I love this God. Because if we read it properly, we realize that God makes provision where we don't even find it. You realize that this God thought about everything in advance. And he realized that one day, one day we're going to sit here in 2019 and Christmas is going to be about how perfect that it can be. How big your gifts can be. Can you give a gift or not? But he realized that if we read it, you realize that everyone is supposed to participate in this Christmas thing. Because contrary to popular belief, Christmas isn't about just the gift. It's about the gift that God gave every single person, whether we liked it or not. It's about him in the beginning thinking, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So he said, in the beginning, whatever is going to take, some people are going to have families. Some people are going to spend Christmas without families. Some people are going to have gifts. Some people are not going to have gifts. People will be in situations whereby they can afford to buy gifts for other people. Some people might be in situations where they can't afford, but are feeling bad because I want to be able to give you something on this special day. But God made provision in that beginning and said, for each and every one of them, regardless of the category they find themselves, this Christmas is for you. So joy not just to the world, but joy to your world. Do you get what I'm saying? And in Christmas, like we said, we say one thing. Remember the reason for the season. And the glee and the joy in the season, like we said, is encapsulated in this particular um, look. And if we think we haven't got that, maybe Christmas is not for us. But if we begin with the Christmas story as we go, we've all done the nativity. There's Mary, there's Joseph, there's baby Jesus, and there's a donkey somewhere. Joseph sits Mary on the donkey, and off we go. People from, I think they lived in Nazareth at the time. But it's a census now. We have to go and register in Bethlehem. Everyone goes back to where they came from. So if it was you and I, some people are from North London. Anyone from North London? Okay. So if you are living elsewhere and you're in Leicester, Midlands, wherever you are, if you live in um, South, sorry, when the census came, you would go where? To North. If you're from South, any South Londoners? East London? East London? Any East Londoners? West? West London? And then the SE, the end of you, 
whoever, big up yourselves, but essentially you get the idea. You'd go back to where you came from. So here they are, they trot and they're going back to where they came from. Right now, the story looks perfect. A perfect family, a baby on the way, Christmas is about to come. It fits in right now. Until they get to the hotel or the innkeeper's door and you realize that the story just begins to shift. And God begins to do something where he begins to slot every single one of us into this story, regardless of your situation. So the first thing we have to realize is, why are such a perfect people of Christmas was supposed to be about perfection and a whole and complete family and non-trouble going to sleep somewhere else in your hometown where you come from? Where's your family? Do you not have a room to stay in? But here's Jesus actually saying, do you know what? Even on this day, Christmas is about to come. And we have the benefit of hindsight. Hindsight is twenty twenty. We know how big this Christmas thing is about to be because we're all sat here. But did you know on that Christmas day, my parents didn't have a place to stay? But yet still, Christmas is as powerful as it is. Well, here we are. My parents didn't have a place to stay. Where they went, they drove them what? Away. What is joyful about that season? That we should be here celebrating, doing this and doing that. Because for that same reasons, I have minus myself out of Christmas because I didn't have money this year. My family were not together. We went through so much trouble, so I'm not going to bother putting the decorations up. And what's Christmas? It will pass anyway. But on Christmas Day, when I was born, my parents did not have a place to stay. What's your story? On Christmas Day, when I was born, my parents did not... Uh, 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 my mom was in so much pain that she couldn't even say, you know what, let's go find somewhere. They offered me the lowest of the low, and I took it. They put me where the animals were, and I took that. And today we're gathered here today, and it's beautiful. What is your story? What minuses you from this Christmas story? absolutely nothing and they put me where the animals were and it was smelling and it was bad and the space wasn't big enough because they tell us that when it's Christmas day everyone in your family must come around you gotta slice the turkey etc etc or you slice the turkey now but I was born next to a turkey what's your story <laughs> do you get what I'm saying but it defeats the whole purpose of Christmas because in Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 to 7 the powerful thing about Jesus is, before he was born, people were making noise about him. They were prophesying it from Abraham. And we've now come down to a prophet named Isaiah. And Isaiah declared this, the child that is to come, unto us a child is born, to us the son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. We understand what government is because we just did the whole voting thing. And Boris has the government on his, very good. And he will not just have the government on his shoulders, but he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. And he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom and establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. And from that time on, the zeal of the Lord will accomplish it. Wow. And he was born in a manger. Next to goats, next to sheep. Parents didn't have a place to stay. I'm sure if we really read into the story, when it comes about that time, Mary and Joseph were going at it. And Joseph was probably thinking, you know what, bro, this isn't even mine. Why are you shouting at me like, do you understand what I'm saying? He's saying, why are you taking it out on me? This is all they could give me. No, I don't want my child to be born in a man. Well, what can we do? Because at the moment, I'm about to sit here and watch you give birth in faith. 
because I don't actually know what went on. <laughs> and here we are. So if you think this Christmas day has come around, and how am I going to enjoy Christmas when all year my family has been bickering? Let's cast our imaginations to that time. I'm pretty sure, maybe we think Mary and Joseph were all good, but I'm pretty sure if us, we were faced with your child being born in a sheep's pen, we would have something to say as well. But this made the Christmas message so big, but it wasn't exactly what it looked like. And it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 7, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and she placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available to them. And this is a message of a, a gift so small, but a gift. A gift so irrelevant, but a gift. So I cast my mind back to even when I was talking about um, getting links and stuff and shower gel. Don't get twisted. They're good presents. Because when you used to get links and stuff, how many of us remember back in, maybe in school now, maybe school was a long time ago, but remember PE? Yeah? Some of us love PE. Some people left their PE kit at home on PE day. If you didn't say anything, you know you left your PE kit at home just because. But when PE was done, and especially the boys' changing room. Because, you know, if you had PE about break time, there's still a three quarters of the day left. We're going to mingle with people. You know, the girl you got your eye on, she'll be smelling you, all of those things. The person who got a PS2 that you were ashamed to talk about your Christmas gifts of. Here's the power of something so small and irrelevant. Me that got my links, when I'm done and we're running and we're in the changing room, your PS2 can't save you because you'll come to me and say, bro, you got spray? And what am I going to do? Yo, squeeze it twice because I don't want to waste the rest of it. That's my gift. Small and irrelevant, but look, it's saving life. And that's basically the story of Jesus. I was small and I was irrelevant. Small and irrelevant. No one knew about me. No one made noise about me. In fact, the people that made noise about me is looking like maybe they may have lied because I was born next to sheep, goats, cattle, probably a camel somewhere. No one knew who I was. No one cared what I was going to do. But look, we sit here and we stand here because of that small and irrelevant God and because of what he was born. So why? Why does God do it that way? Why not make your soul extravagant? Why not make him born to Herod himself? Because he was going to say for you and I, the birth of myself, the birth of Jesus Christ extends beyond the 25th of December. It extends beyond that. We're going to have to, it's relevant yesterday, today, and it will be forever. So I want you to be able to take in my birth and the circumstances surrounding it past today. So what do I make you know? I let you know that. For in God's own infinite knowledge, here's what God is trying to do. I'm going to show everyone that reads the story, everyone that has faith in me, that it doesn't matter if men does not, do not make noise about you. It doesn't matter if men affirm your calling or not. If men see what you're carrying or not. If you, have, you come from a dysfunctional family. If your family is not put together this time of year. If your mom and your dad are maybe, unfortunately, they're not together. I want you to know that in spite of all of that, I still reign supreme inside of your life. And here's what I will do. Even when men are not looking for you, when no one knows what is about to come, I've placed a star in the sky. No one knows what this baby is about to do. And when they go looking for you, 
how great you are, they will find you somewhere else. But I've already made the noise about you already. And they said they saw a star in the sky in Matthew chapter 2, verses 2, and it says, in the Far East, and they journeyed to find this king of the Jews, a king born in a manger. God said, I've already made the noise about you. Past today, I want you to know that the joy that is to come supersedes your current circumstances because I am the joy in your world. I hope you understand that. Jesus himself is that joy. He is the reason for the season. And it's not just Christmas, but every single day of your life. Every single day of your life. So what will happen? When immediately you're born, I myself. Immediately there is something inside of you. I myself. Immediately I have made you a promise. I don't need you to do anything because I myself will show you that in Luke, there were shepherds standing right there. And no one knows you've been born. But here's what I will do. Angelic hosts will testify about what God has placed inside of your life, bro. Angelic hosts will testify about what I'm about to do inside of you. And everything will happen and man does not need to have a say. Why? Because I am God. And this extends far beyond the 25th of December. It's relevant every single day of your life. And I need you to understand this. On Friday, he said, tell them I am the joy to the world. I am here. And the reason why it had to happen to me is because I made you the promise. What I see my father do, I also what? I do. So for you yourself, if my father did it for me, I must also do it for you. If my father did it in me, I will also do likewise for you. And in time to come, the thing that you sit on that you think is so small and so irrelevant. Bro, you did a show in front of 60, maybe 70. In time to come, if you knew where God would put you. And men did not have to make noise about you. And what God will do. And it's not just maybe something was birthed in someone yesterday and we don't know yet but in time to come let's give you one year let's see what god will do inside of your life so that's what we're saying so i just wanted to declare this that in anyone that is sat here in this christmas time as jesus declared and was declared joy to the world in front of the shepherds and they said for a child is born i pray you will find reason to have joy in this season and past this season. That this Christmas time will mark a start of unconditional joy being birthed in your life. Because it says this, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So I pray for someone here and I declare that today under the sound of my voice, that there will be reason for you to have joy in this time today. Amen. And Father, Lord, we just declare, I pray, that Lord, whatever has been said here, if anything was said wrong, I pray, that Lord, your word will minister and speak to someone. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, guys. Merry Christmas.